0: Dove and Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Luzchuk. I'm here with James. Please pronounce your last name for me, darling.
1: Purpura. Uh,
0: yeah, see, I would never get that. <laughs> this is why I ask guests to pronounce the last names. So you have... Well, I you
1: doing that because most people just butcher it and then, you know, yeah I,
0: don't I, I, yeah, I don't want to do that. I try not to anyways. It does happen, but, you know, So you have a wonderful book out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So we've got a book and a movie out, and they're of the same title. It's Perception, Seeing is Not Believing. Um, And the book and the movie really tell the, the, the story of what are the creative elements of our lives? How do we create our lives consciously through perception and emotions?
0: Awesome. Now, how did you get into this?
1: So, you know, the long and short of it is is that I had a pretty traumatic childhood. And from that, I ended up a drug addict, homeless, and then I ended up in jail, solitary confinement, as a matter of fact. And from there, I had to rebuild my life and rebuild myself. And so from the time I left jail to I made my first million dollars was about nine years. And I met my wife shortly after getting out of jail in What we promised each other, because she had a pretty traumatic childhood as well, is that we would rebuild our lives, figure out the creative elements, what are the concepts or ideas that will help us create our lives consciously, and then if we ever made it to the top, that we would give back. And this book and our movie and our company is our attempt to give back.
0: Awesome. So you touched base on your company a lot about giving back. What is exactly your company?
1: So our company is called Powerful U. So it's Powerful Dash, the letter U. Um, And what it is is it's our attempt to recreate or disrupt the personal development space. So early in our journey, you know, we were, like, looking for information. And I don't care what you think of Tony Robbins, but if you don't have thousands of dollars, you're never going to see him. And so, you know, when we looked at that space, we thought this Information. The best information around self-help or personal development needs to be available to everyone all the time, and so that's what we created. Uh, Powerful you to to do.
0: Awesome. I, I'm really big in the self-help stuff. I friends with a motivational speaker who actually has a free book. All right, right now that's in the same line of disrupting the self-help genre that you're focusing on. I just pinpoint on that right now. Because him, like you, this information needs to be out there for the masses, not just for the ones that can pay thousands and thousands of dollars.
1: Right. And, you know, the other part of it is is that with the introduction of the Internet, there's a lot of self-help content out there on YouTube, but the vast majority of it is not only good, a lot of it's damaging to people. And so exactly. everything that we're doing is science-based content, you know, based on the creative elements of life.
0: That's awesome. I mean, as creative people, we're both authors, so we're both creative. If you look at things from the creative element and you take away some of the BS that we're fed, then you're left with open your mind to things that you actually need.
1: Right, and I always tell people, like, the first step in personal development is to be open to the fact that you're wrong, and they go, well, what am I wrong about? And I'm like, it turns out just about everything, and they said, why would I want to do that? And I'm like, because nothing interesting starts with being right. If you're right about everything, then your life is the best it's going to get right now, and so you have to be open to being wrong, because that's where life happens is in the question, right? Right. And questions mm-hmm. never start with answers. They only start with questions. And so most people don't even know how to ask a good question. And so it's all about, you know, life is not about finding answers. It's about asking the right questions. And when you ask the right questions, the answers will come. And and the questions we were asking is, you know, how do I create my life consciously? How do I create my life? You know, I want to be happy. I want to be fulfilled. I want to have money. I want to have it all. And what we what we stumbled on is the fact that I think most people think that life is a mystery, but There's actually two two principles that dictate everything that you are, everything that you, you know, every experience you have is dictated by perception, and your emotions give your life the only meaning they have. And when you understand these two concepts, then you can really consciously create your life.
0: Right. It's not exactly what everyone else sees. It's how you perceive your reality. And everyone's reality isn't exactly the same.
1: It's not the same at all. Right. You know, so our book and movie is called Perception Seeing is Not Believing and people are like, why did you title that? I said, because that is it. You know, your whole life you've been told that I'll believe it when I see it. Well, the actuality is, is this, is that the underlying concept behind perception is that you do not see reality. And so what do you see? You actually see what you believe reality to be. So, it's not that seeing is believing. It's actually that believing is seeing. And so that's mm-hmm. the underlying concept is you can only see what you believe to be possible. The more you believe it, the less like, the more likely you are to see it. The less you believe it, the less likely you are to see it. And so I often tell people, like, I can give you a fundamental understanding of perception in a very simple story. You know, I got a question for you. Do you think that you can have the thing that you want most in the world sit, sitting right in front of your face and just not see it? Yes. Yeah. So most people answer no to that question because they're like, well, I mean, if it's the thing I want most of the world, of course I'm going to see it. And so, you know, I want you to imagine a guy. This guy wants more than anything to be loved. He wants to be in a relationship. You know, except, unfortunately, he's got super low self-esteem. He's got a, a poor self-image. One day this mm-hmm. guy walks into a store, walks up the counter, and the girl behind the counter starts flirting with him. My question for you is does he recognize the girl is flirting with him? No. And that's what most and people answer. Yeah.
0: Here's why. I'm that guy. That's me. And I, I, my boyfriend is going through this right now with me. He's like, hello, I'm right here. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I don't see it because that's my perception.
1: Right. right. So so your your idea of who you are on the inside is impacting um you know, what you're feeling and seeing on the outside. And that's the underlying thing around perception. You can only see that people you believe it be possible. So if you're in this relationship with your boyfriend and you don't believe that you're worthy of love, you're never going to recognize the fact that he's giving it to you. And so the question is, like, let's say you're in this relationship and, you know, your boyfriend's like, I love you, I love you, and you're like, no, you don't. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, what's right? And the, the answer is they're both. you're both right and because you're both accessing different information to prove your points and so what i would tell you is there's always information to support any belief that you currently have the question is you know which information serves you and which mm-hmm. information do you choose to identify with
0: exactly it is we get ourselves in our own we get in our own way by how we perceive things
1: Absolutely. As a life coach,
0: because, yeah, as a life coach, I try to teach how not to do that, but in my own life, it's hard to follow my own advice.
1: Well, do you want to know why it's hard to follow your own advice? And it's because of the idea of fear, right? And it's so like, well, right. what is fear? When people think of fear, it's like there's two sides of fear. Three, but we're only going to talk about the first two There's the perception of fear And then there's the physiology of fear And when you're in the physiology of fear As when you're in the perception of fear Then you don't have choice Because your brain is only perceiving through the eyes of fear And so when you're in fear The only choices you have are what is going to maintain your survival And so, you know, when we think about trauma What is trauma? Trauma is, you know, in our past is when the perception of fear and the physiology of fear are attached. And what we have to do in order to heal that trauma is we have to be able to stand in the perception of fear while detaching or creating space between the perception and the physiology. And then and only then can we move into the right brainwave state to actually process the fear.
0: Exactly. And it's very challenging to do. Even if life coaches go through this, everyone goes through this based on our own perception, but also our own life experiences. We add those things in, and I'm probably the poster child of messed up everything before 30 years old, except for the criminal record. You know, the childhood was awful, so I have all that memories. So now you're compacting the perception based on past experiences.
1: That's the only thing that you can do. So here's what you have to understand Mm -hmm. is that whenever you're having an experience, your mind does something similar to a Google search, right? And what it does Mm -hmm. is it finds the experiences in your memories that are most like the current experience, and it applies that meaning to your current experience. Well, here's where the problem comes in is because your mind's going into your past, all of your experiences in the past actually have – Emotions attached to them. So when it grabs Mm -hmm. a memory that has a strong emotional response, the emotional response comes with it. And that's why, you know, it seems like we have these situations where the level of anger or frustration we're showing for the situation doesn't match the situation. It's like, you know, my kid spills my milk. I'm standing on my table. I'm screaming at him. My wife's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. And it's like, I look at myself and I realize what I'm doing. It's like, why am I so angry? And it's the reason is is because that's the way perception works. So in order to actually, you know, walk that down is that we have to actually go into our past and we have to to process the emotions that are stuck in our past experiences. So the next time, unpronounced to us, that our perception goes into our past and takes that experience to dictate what's going on next, that it comes with a different emotional response. And that's how you create happiness and well-being.
0: Exactly. It's a journey in itself every day with different experiences, and you have to catch yourself in that moment to change your perception about what's going on.
1: Well, and you have to walk back to physiology. I can show you an example. Mm -hmm. You you want to try the experiment? Please. Okay. So do you know something that makes you angry? Yes. Okay. So could you bring up that anger right now? Yes. Okay. So bring it up. Let me, Just kind of let me know when you have it.
0: Oh, it's right there. <laughs> as soon okay, as soon so, I know what makes me okay, angry, so, it can go right there.
1: Okay. So when you're in that anger, where in your body is that anger showing up? Where do you feel it in your body?
0: In my chest.
1: Okay. So that's physiology. in my brain.
0: Yeah. That's physiology. Okay.
1: okay so... I want you to feel the feeling in your chest and in your brain. Mm-hmm. This is not a thinking mm-hmm. thing. This is a feeling thing. I want you to yes. feel the pain in your chest right now. And there's mm-hmm. actually an early childhood memory attached to that pain. It should just pop into your mind. Let me know when you have it. It does. Okay. I've, been right. ri- I've
0: been riding close with my past here this last week, so everything is just right there.
1: Okay, so let me ask you a question. What were you mad about? Initially. When I Not said, being able make to defend sense. myself. Okay. So let's talk about now, let's talk about the early childhood memory that popped up. If if you're willing to share that, it could be a memory you don't want to share, but if you're willing to share that, what was the childhood memory?
0: I was severely child abused, and I was always frustrated because I want to, wanted to learn to defend myself, and I never could. So I, sure. then I go so, to seeing news things where it's all over the freaking news anymore with child abuse and stuff like this, and that right there is the anger.
1: Right. And so that anger has a history in your past. So here's what happens, that when you were a child and you were being abused, it was in that moment that fear was introduced into your life. And that fear has touched every experience you've had, Since that point point of view, you could have told me that your neighbor's dog pooped in your yard, and it would have went back to that same moment because it's the introduction of all fear.
0: And -hmm. so the question
1: is, is does that fear still serve you? No.
0: Do
1: you think it's – okay, so would you like to get rid of it? So here's what I would like you to do. I'd like you to close your eyes again. I'd like you to bring up that pain, that fear that you feel when things are unfair, Right, And I want mm-hmm. you to go back into your mind And I want you to find a younger version of you After the first time That you remember being abused Okay, okay. And I want you to see yourself Sitting in a room, room alone And I want you to walk over And I want you to sit down next to yourself And I want you to put your arm Around that younger version of you And here's what I would like you to whisper In your ear I want you to tell yourself that it's going to be okay And I want you to tell your younger self that there's nothing wrong with them and that you have an amazing life now because of their strength. And I want you to honor and thank them for their strength and even for the decision they made to adopt this fear. And I want you to think about the fear that you feel in that moment. I want you to honor and thank that fear. I want you to thank it, and I want you to release it and so what you need to do to do this, so I want you to feel that pain in your chest and in your brain, and I want you to breathe deeply into that pain and move love and gratitude into that fear and into the younger version of yourself for adopting that fear because that version was only doing the best they could. And just let it burn, but breathe through it. Breathe through the fear. And it, if you stay with it you allow yourself to feel it, it will, it will shift. So just keep breathing and tell me when it shifts.
0: Our listeners can't can't see this. So I would
1: say I'll I, talk to the I'm listeners. I'm crying right now. So. To... <laughs> uh, okay. Did, oh. did you feel the shift yet? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to notice the white noise in your head. Can you hear the white noise in your head? Yes. Okay. So that's, that's all the noise in your head is coming from your body, and it's from these unprocessed emotions that are stuck in your past. So I want to do one more thing with you because there's something really important to do. Do you know the thing that you love the most in your life right now? Yes. Okay, can you put that thing in your heart and feel the love that you have for that thing? And let Mm -hmm. it glow until it feels it burning. Okay, so I want you to go back into that room with that younger version of you. And I want you to tell that younger version of you that you've missed and that life has been no fun without her. And that you now have the ability and the capability to protect her. And that you need her to come home. And I want you to put that youngest, younger version of yourself right into the, your heart. Next to that thing that you love most in the world. And feel that love for you. For that young version of you and every version of you. In between, it's time to stop beating yourself up. It's time to stop second-guessing yourself because you've only ever done the best you could throughout your whole life. And today, you have the opportunity to heal. And feel that love burn for yourself and just let go of the judgment and the resentment because you couldn't defend yourself. Those things weren't your fault, but now, today, you have the opportunity to heal. You have the opportunity... To let all of that fear go and stand in your power and stand in your strength. Can you feel that?
0: Yeah. I'm okay. supposed to be interviewing so, you and I'm getting <laughs> help today. Is. I do this on a lot of interviews
1: because here's what I need your listeners to understand and just, I want you to breathe while we talk is that basically what we did was we went into a past situation, and anybody can follow the directions that we just gave. You you bring up something that makes you feel mad. You find it where it's at in your body. Feel the pain associated. Attach that pain as an early memory. You go into the memory. You honor that version of yourself. You honor the pain. You honor the fear. And you allow, you have to, process that emotion in that memory. And what you're doing is is you're literally going into your past and you're imprinting a new emotion of gratitude and love on an old experience. So the next time your perception pulls that experience to dictate what's going to happen next, it comes down, it comes with a different emotional response. But what we did through the breathing, as you're feeling the emotion, is we processed the physiology of fear and then left you with the perception. And then once we had the perception, we were able to process that perception and say, and to accept and love the version of you that did that. And so that's the key to creating happiness. And how we discovered that key is after we got to our first million dollars, my wife looked at me and she goes, are you happy? And I said, no. And she, you know, or she said, no. And I said, me either. And we had to figure out what created happiness. And so it turns out that what, what it takes to create wealth and money and all the things you desire on the outside is about shifting your perception of the outside world. What it takes to create happiness is shifting your perception of your inside world and separating the perception of fear from the physiology of fear so you can get into the brainwave state necessary in order to process that perception and walk down these false and limiting beliefs because you can't change the belief if you're still in the, in the physiology of it. And so that's what they do in CBT. That's what they do in every form of therapy. And and this is a simple form that you can do on yourself, providing you don't have enough the level of trauma and that you can heal yourself. And then once you do, you can create a life that's magical. That's fantastic. And what I would say to your listeners, if anybody listening to the sound of my voice right now is considering suicide and thinks there's no hope, look, my wife was sexually abused as a child, had a brutal suicide attempt, picked herself up off of the bathroom floor, and we created the life that we desired using the principles that we're talking about on this phone call today. And so our book is called Perception Scene Not Believing. Our movie is called Perception Seeing, Not Believing. You know, you can find our book and our movie on our website, which is powerful-letteru.com. But I can promise you that you have the ability, when, and when you get the knowledge, you can shift and change your life because once you go into your past, you go in your past to impact your future. And so that's what we're doing
0: here today. And it it's something that needs to be done. I, I'm sorry. I'm still a little bit choked up. Uh, I wasn't no, prepared you're, you're for this.
1: good. Just breathe. We're good. Yeah. Here. Yeah.
0: Right?
1: Um, no. We're here everything you
0: Yeah. I mean. This is one of those emotional interviews that needs to be done because seriously, get the book, watch the movie, go to the website because it feels like a weight just lifted.
1: Oh, It it literally lifts because once the physiology has a physical component to it, it lifts off of you and you feel a sense of freedom now. It's like we just clean the dishes out of the sink. And so in the book and in the movie, we teach the emotional integration technique is what I just walked you through. And right Mm -hmm. now, guys, listen, the movie is screening for free on our website for the month. And so if you go to our website, you can download our app, which is Powerful You, and it's called The Powerful Universe. You can screen our movie for free for the month of March.
0: That's excellent. I mean, that's a wealth of knowledge just right there. <sighs> Getting people you know to actually I, do that.
1: To, it, I'm going to give you a compliment, okay? I want to, I want to mm-hmm. recognize you. It takes a lot of courage to do what you just did, especially as it relates to your show and to be this vulnerable in front of your audience. You know, that is a huge a huge testament to your commitment to reflect the, highest, the high, your highest nature. And so I want to thank you for, for being willing to transform right here on the air and having the opportunity to work through something that's been holding you back your whole life.
0: Well, for, if I don't experiment on live TV or radio, how do I expect to connect with my audience? I have to be willing to preach, do what I preach And for me to use these exercises myself, I mean, obviously I'm I'm very emotional right now, but that's part of the healing.
1: So how does that relate in your relationship right now, right? Like you obviously think because of what you've experienced as a child that you're not worthy of love. Well, logically you know that that's a lie. But emotionally, right. in, in physiology, there's fear attached to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, so I. I, have I op- <laughs> have
1: we should have had this conversation that.
0: yesterday. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. No, uh, I was doing questions and answers with my boyfriend yesterday as part of the, you know, he's trying to get to the root cause of my emotional ups and downs. And we are actually touching base on some of my past. And he's, try, he, he's doing what he can. He's not a self-help person, but he's doing what he can on his own to try to help me work through my perception of my past. And then you've come in today, and you're reinforcing everything he's telling me at the same time. So I want to right, thank I mean, you, both of you.
1: You're so welcome. But, you, I mean, the real key is that you can't process the perception without detaching the physiology. And so the key to doing that is is that whenever you feel a shift in your body and you move into fear, there's many tools for shifting your physiology. Breath is one. Walking in nature is another. Music is another. Like, the first key is to be able to, hold, stand in your perception of fear as you disconnect the physiology of it. And once you can create a separation between those two things, then you can heal the perception. And so right. as it relates to your relationship, it's like when you bring up this idea of I'm not lovable and you feel that physiology come in, right? You hold the idea uh-huh. of I'm not lovable in my in your mind and then you breathe through the physiology. And then once you release the physiological response to that idea, then you can process the perception and say, that's BS, I am lovable. But the next time that gets triggered inside of you, it won't have the same physiological response.
0: Perfectly um, well said. Now, one more time, because we're almost out of time, we have like two minutes left, your website and where they can find your books again.
1: So you can find our book. We have an assessment that will tell you exactly where you're stuck called Perception Sketch. Our movie is screening for free, so it's powerful-theletteru.com. Our book's for sale on every platform. It's Perception, Seeing, It's Not Believing. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Barnes & Noble. Um, You can get our assessment on our website. You can screen our movie for free on our website. And the movie's winning awards all over the world. Right now, and it just got best picture at the LA Film Festival and best documentary at the LA Film Festival because it's got information in there that will transform and change your life.
0: And movies only just under two hours. I'm looking at it right now, it's 108 minutes. I mean, yep. it's yep, it, it needs to be out there, guys. It's free right now to the month, month of March. You have two hours. For information. Watch
1: it in segments. We'll yeah, watch it, watch it in the segments. First Fifteen minutes, you're hooked.
0: Yeah, just oh. watch it. It's share information. That's what we do. We share information on the show.
1: Absolutely. Well, I sure appreciate and, you taking the time to meet with me today.
0: Oh, I, I appreciate you what you did. Oh, okay, so. Before we leave, do you have any more books coming out or movies or anything else coming out?
1: Oh, we do have a really cool thing we just released, and it's, we, we just stood up the Netflix for personal development. And so it's a, mm-hmm. a subscription service. It's called The Powerful Universe where we put teachers from every culture and every, you know, you know uh, idea, ideology, on a platform Uh that you can stream all the personal development content you want right to your smartphone or your TV for 12 bucks a month. And we're constantly putting new content out there. And that's our way of reshaping and changing the industry into something affordable.
0: Awesome. I thank you very much. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Have a great day. I appreciate it.
0: You as well. Bye. (laughs)